welcome to the Homeworkies podcast to a new kind of pilot we're trying out for a new series. We'll see if you guys like it and you'll have to let us know. But we are, this is a new podcast that we're starting called The Frantcast, where we're going to be talking about The Nanny, and which is a show that I love. And I can't wait till we till we see if you guys like this, and hopefully you do, because we can talk about it a lot. I am film critics Rachel Wagner, and I have two uh, co-hosts with me today. My friend Larry's here. Hi. Yes. Thanks for having me back. Yes, and if you missed it, Larry was on our our little tribute recap a special bonus episode we did of the Golden Girls. Yeah. So, so for somebody who on social media just just doesn't go on about TV, uh, I love to to be on here talking about certain yes. TV and the Golden Girls and the Nanny are right up my alley. See, that's why we we get along well. We get along very well. Yeah. <laughs> but but also I, our patron of the podcast and good friend Colleen is here. Hello, hi everybody. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So this is gonna be really fun. And uh, so let's talk about sort of the nanny uh, was uh, just starting off kind of, was it a show that you watched while it was airing? Uh, I know you are, you are a young one, Larry, you're a lot younger than I am <laughs> or Colleen, I believe. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I think by a few years. So, yeah. so was did you watch it like a Nick on Night or? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, was, I watched it on Nick no at shame. Night. No shame. You discovered great TV that way. Yeah. yeah. Really I mean, I, I could have just, I guess, jumped in late uh, into uh -huh. later seasons, but no. I mean, I probably did. I, I can't remember yeah. exactly where I started the show on, but it was definitely a Nick at Night um, discovery. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Colleen? Were you? Um, I we used to watch it live. I, I, do you, what years did it did it air? I don't even remember. It was nineteen ninety three to nineteen ninety nine. Oh yeah, I was still living at home with my uh, mm -hmm. my dad, and I used to watch it. Um, yeah. So we used to get a kick out of it. So that was kind of the I was a live watcher. I think it was on Monday nights. I'm yeah. pretty sure. And then I definitely watched the rerun of Nick at Night. So it's been in yeah. my life all the time. I, I think I watched it a little bit in the later seasons, actually, because my family, we actually didn't watch hardly any TV growing oh. up. My parents are, are, are just not TV, really media people at all. Like they hardly ever watch movies. They, okay. they don't, uh, they don't wow. watch television at all. And then there's for, Rachel. Except for wow, sports. Awesome, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the I fact they got my dad to come on uh, two episodes of the podcast, recapping, recapping the mysteries, is like a phenomenal feat because they just don't watch television except for sports. My dad's yeah. sports. Like, Hardly that, that at was, all. I, I got to meet Rachel's parents, and that was the, the bulk of our conversation was talking about the NBA particularly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I, I mean, I... I, I've had periods in my life where I followed <laughs> sports more than other, particularly yeah. like when I was in college, I followed the college sports, yeah. like at least enough. But ever since I, I don't know, the last probably decade, I've, I've, I've like not followed it at all. <laughs> I've just been too oh. busy. And <laughs> so I don't know anything yeah. about sports now, but, uh, but anyway, so yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> 
that's a funny thing about my family. So I actually didn't, I mean, teasing Larry, but I didn't watch it uh, for like starting uh, from when it started. But I think I mostly discovered it also on Night, and yeah. I just love this show so much. And I think, because a lot of people are, I think that Fran Drescher is a very divisive character uh, person. Um, p- people either find her really annoying or people love her. And yeah. I think the, the thing that I love about her, which makes me a huge fan of hers, is she she is just totally authentic. Mm-hmm. She yeah. is who she exactly. is. She doesn't try to be anybody else. And that's just so refreshing. Yeah. I agree. It's because sometimes it can be, I mean, it's a trope of sitcoms, really, when you're the writer creator. Mm. Sometimes it can be a little bit annoying when you just name your characters after yourself. Yeah. Uh, and Fran is definitely one of those, even after That's the fair. nanny. Um, but no, I, I agree that it works because even as she, no matter what Fran Drescher is in, she, she's very authentic to who Fran Drescher is. So, you know, I, I guess I've never really mind her kind of naming her characters, Fran, everywhere she goes, because I'm like, oh, well, you know, (laughs) you're, you're kind of just, you're being you. And I think that's why people tune into her shows. Yeah. Um, it's, oh, it's, it makes me a little sad that she was never able to kind of like rekindle the magic of the nanny with any of her other sitcoms or anything. But yeah, her current one that's on right now. Oh, it's rough. Yeah. <laughs> it's rough. Oh, I haven't seen it, so I'll no. take your word. <laughs> it's sad because it has like a pretty good cast, and oh, it's just it's it's just it feels so outdated. It, it oh feels, no. I don't know. It's just, it's not good. It's, there's, I would be shocked if it gets picked up for season two. Oh, (laughs) no. But, uh, but yeah, I know. I, I I guess the only thing I can sort of think of is that it's kind of a a hard, I think a lot of times it'd be like fitting a square peg into a round hole. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like such a specific thing and it's just not going to fit with everything. (laughs) and and they just captured lightning in a bottle with this and and it just it works so well and uh, so i I, but i think that's why just as a personality i think that's why i like fran just so much i just think she's just she just is who she is and and even down to like her laugh she doesn't change her laugh that's who she is and and some people might find that annoying but she doesn't care (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Colleen? Um, I agree with you. She's authentic. There was, I can't think of another person quite like her yeah. that I've yeah. seen in my era of television since I've been around. I'm trying to think of anyone who was so in your face, but yeah. like, usually I don't care for those kind of characters, Yeah. but she just was so enjoyable. She just, yeah. she just made me laugh. And I think it was like playing next to like, British, very debonair person yeah. was just a nice. They played really well off each other. I will talk about that, I'm sure. Yeah. But it was just, it was just refreshing, and she yeah. just cracked me up. So I, I just get a kick out of her. I tell you one thing, I am really surprised that they never have they never have been able to get her on Dancing with Stars. She seems like such a perfect <laughs> oh, person yeah. for that show to me. Yeah, that would be her. Yeah, her <laughs> I'm pretty shocked too. You would think it. You know, she wouldn't be too hard to get onto a yeah. show like that. Uh, but yeah, uh, but I guess they're actually like working on 
a Broadway musical of the nanny, which I think could, I think that actually has huge potential to be really fun. Because yeah, especially with all these other properties that they've done, um, yeah. this one seems like a pretty, pretty fun fit. Well, and he's a Broadway producer. Yeah. <laughs> right. Special show this. Oh my and, gosh. If they bring out like a cat every now and then, like they obviously have to incorporate Andrew Lloyd Webber into the Broadway yes. musical. Some way, somehow making fun of it without getting copyrighted, but like, right. you know, <laughs> just like a cat popping out of the side and they like push him off the stage or something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. That would be really funny. And so, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the overall casting because of course you have fran playing fran and <laughs> um <laughs> yes they got charles shaughnessy who had been in uh soap operas right uh before and uh, i think that he like you said colleen he mm -hmm. and fran have such a lovely chemistry yes. the two, and there's just such a classic romantic comedy uh a romantic comedy feel to to what is happening from the very beginning the opposites right. kind of the opposites attract uh but uh they 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 need each other we'll talk about that more with the pilot uh but uh, i th i think uh it was such a, a great casting for him yeah yeah i think it's great yeah and i, I love his gray streak so much <laughs> in his hair I will yes <laughs> I was so I'm so glad they never dyed it because <laughs> it's so sexy to me. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, was great. He's, nice, he's a nice looking guy. Yeah, yeah, and he's just so like charming. I mean, I guess yeah. you could kind of see the the soap opera influence, yeah. but he he's yes. just like a great uh, love interest for her. Yeah. Yes, and so then they had uh, Daniel Davis who played Niles. Oh, perfect. <laughs> And he was great. And you know that he is not British. Oh, really? Yeah, not. he's from Arkansas. Oh no my way! <laughs> yeah, best British accent ever. That yeah. was from an great. American actor. <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. But they wow. were they were saying in some of the things I was reading that that people would complain about Charles Shaughnessy's accent, and and why can't he be more like that? <laughs> They were all like, wow, man. That's funny. And then you have Lauren Lane, who played uh, CC, <laughs> and and they have such a nice chemistry. Her and uh, and CC and Niles have such a like hilarious dynamic yeah. between the two of them. And I I don't like it in the later seasons when they like make them a couple. I hate that. <laughs> You didn't feel that was a natural progression. No, the years of bickering no. and jabs. No, it I did not. Felt, now that you bring it up, because at the time I didn't really think much of it, but now that I'm older and apparently wiser, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, I, it it does feel kind of forced. Like it almost feels like a moonlighting kind of thing, but not quite as not quite as crazy. But you know, just it it just it doesn't work. Me. yeah like that's the opposite her. tracks that pushes it too far for me yeah like yeah like fran and 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 maxwell always kind of understood each other and respected each other and right. whereas i feel like i don't know it's too it's too much it's too far they're I too think, mean to each other for too long <laughs> i think they went through the problem uh that a lot of shows centered around like a central love story 
have um, is when, you know, inevitably, Fran yeah. and, and Maxwell do get together, it left a little bit of a void of like, oh, okay, uh, this is yeah. like a big part of our show. So then it kind of shifted to be like, okay, CC and Niles, back up and not, and you know, so. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, having a baby always ruins uh, almost every show. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. It's true. Dang babies. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, about some other casting we'll talk about as we talk about the pilot but i do i do feel like that the kids are not the best i (laughs) i don't think that they're any of them are particularly good actors no and that's probably the weakness of the show uh is they're not the best (laughs) 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 i'm sorry do you agree larry or no yeah yeah i definitely think so um i mean i think i don't know if you just get used to them or what happens you know and they get older so you know maybe they're able to better i think they get better as we move along but yes especially these earlier episodes i was actually taking a little off guard we'll talk about it when we get into the episode Mm -hmm. um i kind of forgot where we started with these kids but Yeah. yeah right like the writing is good Mm-hmm. and so it's fine like they work they work fine but the 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 acting like they're saved by the writing yes uh, yes yes and they're kids you can't be too hard on kid actors but as opposed to like a show like the middle where i, I in my opinion that show had such brilliant kid casting every yes. <laughs> she's yeah. the best as suak and uh and there's other examples where just the child actors were so yeah. good the modern uh, family kids are pretty good I think. yeah the, the modern family i think the the one that's um sophia Vergara's kid manny i don't think he's very good but i think they're the rest <laughs> I, I got a kick out of the the daughters and yeah the, i agree the, with you about yeah, the daughters the yeah yeah but, but again they're kids you can't be too mean like you can't be a horrible person but anyway <laughs> um so so do you feel like because i know pilots are kind of tricky because you have to set up a lot and there's yeah. a lot of things that can sometimes change uh larry do you think that overall this is a pretty good pilot or what do you think yeah i think it it definitely it sets up the the storyline well and it gives you a really good like flavor of just the straight up tone that this yeah. show keeps pretty consistently mm-hmm. um uh-huh. obviously it kind of gets again it gets a little bit of a hit in the later seasons because you know they have to go a little bit more dramatic uh, going right. to islands and getting shipwrecked and stuff like that yeah. <laughs> um but after they get married um but overall, you know, it keeps this this tone for a long time. So you know what you're in for. I think it it does a quick but effective setup of each and every one of the characters as well. Um, so it doesn't have, you don't have to get big backstories for everybody, but you understand pretty much every single person that plays a main role in the cast. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, th- I think it's a really good pilot. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Colleen? I agree with that. And I also like, that they made the theme song kind of go. They they told the story to go yes, with the theme yes. song, which I kind of like get a kick out of, you know, which yeah. is a, not what you hear. Unless you're like the Brady Bunch, you don't really hear that very much, yeah. you know, the story 
of the of the show that they could tell in a few lines of a song. It kind of happened as a pilot. So it was, and it also just, I mean, they just brought Fran out front and center right at the very beginning. You knew she was going to be in your face and boom, and it works, you know? It just yeah. gives you a flair, a flavor, I mean. Well, they really do uh, literally tell the story of the theme song when she's the lady in red when everyone else is wearing <laughs> <laughs> yes. right. like literally she wears red at the party <laughs> right <laughs> and i love that theme song i think it is i mean it's really catchy of course i love the anim like the animation the intro i think yeah. that is all really well done i would say it's one of the more iconic intros and themes uh, in television i would say i would yeah. say it's a discussion yeah, I think it's definitely one of, you can always tell pretty quick when they don't have to change the theme, because uh, mm -hmm. so many sitcoms, you know, they kind of tweak it as we move on, and this is definitely one of those ones that just, from the very beginning all the way through, theme just stayed the same. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, and it's sung by uh, and written by a woman named Anne ha Hampton Calloway, who I guess uh, Fran Drescher discovered like a oh yeah like a club or something like that and so yeah i mean that's one thing we should talk about that like this this show was a real like family production i mean it was it was produced and created and everything by fran drescher and her then husband uh, -huh. uh um uh peter jacobson Peter Mark Jacobson, and uh, and she actually, I guess, got the idea for the show. Uh, she ended up sitting next to an uh, executive of NBC on a plane, and she basically was like, uh, "I want to pitch you a, a story. I want to pitch you something. Uh, pitch you a pilot." and and he was like okay i guess she convinced him uh and <laughs> oh i guess it was cbs excuse me cbs anyway and then she went and stayed with the model twiggy i guess they knew each other from a previous oh. show oh they had done yeah and i guess her family was kind of twiggy's family was kind of crazy and, and dramatic or whatever and so she got the idea of of having this having her play off with this british british guy and get this whole story and uh and particularly there was i guess a um uh particularly a t a shopping trip that she went with twiggy and her teenage twiggy's teenage daughter uh and uh so that's where she kind of got the uh the idea of queen's logics uh as the as the sort of self-serving advice mode that she would which she would be in and, and then so she so then she went to los angeles and uh she pitched it as basically the sound of music but with fran instead <laughs> oh. says, instead of oh, julie boy. andrews i come to the door <laughs> <He said>. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. and <laughs> so they they had almost no casting changes the whole time they were doing it because i guess it was a really family kind of uh kind of set and uh they the her parents on the show are named after her actual parents and the i guess the three kids were named after the three kids that they 
if, if, if her and Peter were going to have children, that was the three names they always wanted. Uh, so there, there's just a lot of family in this show, which is kind of cool. Ow. Oh, I did yeah. not know any of that. Wow. Yeah. Ow. So, <laughs> wow, so cool. the, the show, the, the pilot starts out with uh, her working in this bridal salon and <laughs> you see her uh getting uh, get, it, that i think one thing that helps with the show is that the jokes just keep coming like they really don't give you much time without a joke and i from the very beginning you know you've got this bride and you, you look almost virginal here here's some crackers for your morning sickness like yeah. they were just so <laughs> jokes. and then she ends up getting her boyfriend that she's had for three years ends up dumping her and firing her in the same in the same thing and so again that's the start of the the intro uh, for danny uh firing her and uh, and that's she had style she had flair she was there and uh, and and one of the things i think also that really works about the show is that uh is that obviously there's something that was like really missing in the sheffield household and as soon as fran gets there there's it's like she's there you know like she she's just that piece that was that warmth that mother kind of figure that was needed uh for that and uh, and we get uh one of the well, a really funny <laughs> line as our introduction to niles and sees it says i can't wait to see what you will be mounting next <laughs> niles that was funny uh, oh. and uh and you see that brighton he's like faking his death and it doesn't even phase fran and i love the fact that she's just she's writing her resume out in lipstick she's like do you have a pen yes <laughs> that's really good uh and uh, one of the things that's interesting is the, that the show did was it, it introduced a lot of america to basically like jewish vernacular and and fran yeah. was really open about kind of about that and and in this very pilot shocks about his gorgeous chaskis <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a, a great introduction too because i think the audience is kind of like huh with with maxwell mm -hmm. yeah right yeah and so i i think that was cool that uh, i don't i don't think there had been a jewish character that was certainly the lead of a show maybe there's things i'm missing but <clears throat> with just how much she used all different kinds of of uh jewish words that would become kind of part of pop culture yeah i think that's cool mm -hmm. Uh, and you also get when she first laughs and you see mr stuff kind of look at her like what, what is that i love that i love that uh and so uh i and you see i love brighton says i hate her and she says don't be hasty brighton <laughs> or he says mr shuffle says don't be hasty brighton and fran says yeah i haven't even sunk climb every mountain yet <laughs> I don't know. Was it in this initial introduction between Fran and Mr. Sheffield and getting hired and everything? Was there a part that stood out for was the part that stood out for you, Larry? 
Um, yeah, so with this whole kind of intro for her into the house, um, I think, again, it's a really, it was a great setup of the Sheffield household, kind of like you said, yeah. of, of just that there was stuff missing. There was problems boiling under of, of a lack of a mother there, even before we really get the the story of it all or we get the the lines about uh gracie or how much she looks like her mother moving forward with um the older child uh sorry uh, yeah. maggie maggie Margaret. Yeah. Uh, so but you get that sense really quickly in there and it's it's a fun interaction with um with brighton as well yeah. and you can feel a good chemistry right off the bat between the two characters of yeah. Mr. Sheffield and Fran. So mm -hmm. I think that I think it's a, a fun introduction. Yeah. Well, and it's just so obvious, especially Maggie is so in need of a mother. And when Fran is just immediately taken by her, you take one there and she says, you can't get, you can't get color like that from a bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I know that when you're not used to anybody kind of doting on you like that, it, it, I think it means a special amount that's like, wow, somebody actually thinks, especially when you're, when you're a 14 year old girl, that somebody yeah. thinks yeah. you're pretty. Like that's, that means a lot. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Right. Uh, was there anything that stuck out to you, Colleen? In these, this... um, just to pick up on that part right there. Like, I like that um, Fran just went with it and said something to her. Like she thought she was really pretty girl and didn't understand probably why she wouldn't think she was pretty. I yeah. mean, right from the get-go, she was trying to kind of pump her up and give her some self-esteem, which I really liked, you know? Yeah. yeah. And and I agree about the chemistry. I thought it was like for the first scene. It was just mm -hmm. great yeah. between Maxwell and Fran. And the other thing that cracks me up is like, he didn't even blink when he when she handed him that lipstick or yeah. present. <laughs> like, he just was like, I, I I thought he would be. You you might think he might have been taken more aback by her, but he didn't. Yeah. Like he just kind of took her in. Like crayon? No, it was kind of nice. It was kind of cool. You know, I was. It, yeah. it was very subtle compared to what it could have been. I feel. It's true. It she does seem like somebody that like say say niles might have hired right and uh, and then kind of surprised <laughs> as opposed to what happens but i guess when you think about it he as a broadway producer he's probably somewhat used to <laughs> eccentrics I think um, Fran does a great job of just exuding this confidence. So yeah. it's just, she's so nonchalantly confident about it as she hands over a resume written in <laughs> lipstick and, you know, just kind of like yeah. takes to the house and kind of takes to it like she lives there already. That it, it makes a little bit of sense that right. you are getting convinced yourself as this woman just kind of like starts to own the place. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, uh, that's my mother in queens <laughs> her just being mother. taken aback too like what no yeah. i didn't write that like let me see no yeah when you get the real friendship between niles and fran which is a fun dynamic throughout the show uh from the beginning when she says uh, uh when she says she's 29 and he oh. says <laughs> she says 29 
and just don't start with me Niles <laughs> and and so I think I think that's a really I really like that and so then the next scene that we get is her coming down in her bathrobe for breakfast and uh, and I think that again this is another good example of her filling this void in the that's of warmth and and love and family that's needed in this household and <laughs> I just there's a lot of funny lines in this scene I think uh, you know, she's like, don't assume anything. I'm from Flushing. What do I know? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, and then we, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, she's like, <laughs> from the, uh, I love a good buffet. <laughs> and Niles then, just being like, you know, it's free. You can come back right? for more. <laughs> don't assume it's fine. Anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so then the kids say, oh, we're not invited to the party. She's like, no, we're going to go shopping. We're going to, uh, we're going to do that. And <laughs> I, I love when they get to the, the store and Maggie's favorite color is beige. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. oh, oh my gosh. See, and that's I, one of the things I had kind of forgotten about this opening episode was just how like kind of neurotic they made the kids. <laughs> just <laughs> right. I mean, they set up their personalities, and they keep that to an extent as we move forward. Um, but of course, you know, it just as we move forward, they kind of grow with Fran. But I was just like, whoa, I forgot, um, especially Maggie. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my gosh, she's such a neurotic small child. I, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, we make reference back to, like, therapy sessions and stuff throughout a good part of the show. Oh, Gracie, yeah. Um, throughout a good part of the show. But I was like, wow, I forgot just <laughs> how like out yeah. there this little girl was to start the show yeah this one has no personality this one has multiple personalities <laughs> yeah. and so it was just funny like going back because i think um you know maggie takes a little bit longer to, she kind of stays in this reserved mode for a longer mm -hmm. time than like like we said gracie um certainly yeah. takes Fran as a mother figure and starts to come out of that like super out there personality that she has you know yeah. as a little girl who just lost her mother um you would understand but yeah I, I was like oh my I also forgot how far they leaned into especially in that opening like Mr. Fine being a bit reciprocal with Cece and her advances yeah that's true uh, because yeah. moving forward, they make it pretty clear that Cece is one-sidedly, like, kind of throwing right. herself at him. Right. But to start, in this first episode, I was like, oh, he's, he's a little bit reciprocal here. Right. Maybe he had been leading her on for some time. <laughs> yeah, it's true, because he says that she's handsome, and he gets yeah. a massage for her, from her. And, that, like, they kind of have, like, this playfully flirty banter of, like, I'll be back or I'll see you, you know, kind of stuff mm -hmm. throughout the party or throughout the episode as they're getting ready for the party. Um, so that also sets up a fun dynamic with mm -hmm. Miss Babcock and Fran, especially when she comes down in that yeah. dress. But, yeah. So also in this scene at the, at the bridal salon, we get to meet Val. Yes. Val. And uh, Val was played by Rachel Chagall. And uh, I, another great, great casting, great uh, chemistry between them. I totally buy that they're really good friends. Right. I, I think right. they, that was, yeah. was really good. Yeah. Yeah. And, that was great. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, what a head of hair. And it's all his. 
That's, uh, when you mentioned uh, like how great it was for her to be like, oh, I'm from Flushing. Don't assume anything. That's another thing. Uh, obviously, none of us are from New York. I, I'm not yeah. sure. No, uh, I'm not. Okay. I'm from Ohio. <laughs> I know you don't live there now, but I don't want to assume. No, I'm originally from Ohio. <laughs> you know, so we're all from the West Coast uh, or have lived a good portion of our yeah, lives right. at this point on the West Coast. So yeah. this film just, or this movie, or movie, my God, you could tell that's all I talk about. Uh, <laughs> this show quickly um, introduces and makes you understand just kind of like the New York borough atmosphere of like flushing of queens of you know upstate all of that really yeah. quickly too and you never feel like an outsider with these references like right off the bat yeah. you you kind of catch on and, and feel like you're part of the the party too yeah and it's here that we get one of the most iconic lines <laughs> of the whole show is when in my opinion at least when she says to brighton someday your father's going to be old and sick and you're going to want him to live with her. <laughs> it's such a good line and delivered so well. That <laughs> yeah. it's I love that. I that line so much. <laughs> and she says, who knew this job would be so demanding? <laughs> please. And the mouse says, please, I'm exhausted. Just watch me. Because <laughs> yeah. it is exhausting, man. Yeah. Dealing with even, uh, even just having to help my my mom with my younger siblings and sometimes i think it's actually it might be even it's just a different experience when they're not your own kids at least yeah. i think it is i don't do you have kids colleen i do not i okay. am happily no. childless yeah me too <laughs> we all three so we all uh, can't talk about that yeah. i guess uh, we yeah. don't have first-hand experience no right but uh but <laughs> it, it is it's exhausting i mean yeah. kids are exhausting and so <laughs> i always say i love other people's kids right. you know i can go home and they can stay there yeah i can load especially them being a live-in nanny like being you know like <laughs> yeah. the yeah. the amount that was expected of this household's nanny is like oh all right okay right. <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's really it, even you think about a, I mean that's something i mean i guess in really fancy really rich neighborhoods maybe that's still done but i feel like that's that's something you need to think of like the brady bunch you know they they had a live-in yeah. housekeeper like it's just something that's as far as suburbia it's just not done no anymore <laughs> i actually have a i have a quick story if you don't mind yeah, it has to sort of do with this i've never been a nanny but i worked for about a year was it so i my sister i was in ohio at the time i was in, i was in grad school and my sister knew my sister works at a local children's hospital and knew a physician a, um, a single mom who needed she used to have an au pair which i'm sure you guys know what that is au pair yeah. is like a nanny don't they come from um usually another country i believe mm -hmm. right is that right and i think so also, like france something like that they come yeah. to the u.s and they help out it's a nanny basically it's mm -hmm. called an au pair and she the girl was in middle school at a private school but it wasn't a boarding school but she lived at home and the mom needed someone to come to the house like twice a week to spend the night in case she was called out for work if she was a physician 
So I would like go in, sleep at the house, had my own room and go, go to work the next day. And I was in school at night. So I did that for about a year and she would pay me and I got to know the daughter. I never, ever once had to really, maybe once I had to actually watch her while her mother got called out overnight, but mm -hmm. I was just a safety net for her. But I thought she can afford that because she was a single mom. She didn't, you know, she had the one daughter and and it was an interesting experience for me though they were very nice people they were nothing like the sheffields or anyone else <laughs> the mcb very big you know very average people <laughs> but the fact that i i appreciated that she wanted to keep her daughter safe her daughter was too young to be alone at night yeah you know overnight all night but mm -hmm. it was an interesting experience to see that that kind of lifestyle versus what you know i never had that I mean, yeah. I didn't need that in my life. That was an interesting thing to do. What was that movie? The mom out. What was that movie, Larry, um, with Charlie's Throne? Um, where they get the au pair? The, the night uh, nurse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, Tully. Oh, yeah. That movie, <laughs> that, that movie was brutal, but it's good. But it's, woo. <laughs> that, they should show it to teenagers they'll never want to have yeah uh, yeah it does not it doesn't sugarcoat anything no. it's like, oof. yeah <laughs> mine was very um rated g we had nothing crazy happened in my experience well no Luckily. just it's just so it's just paints motherhood is yeah really hard um, they can they can yeah. cut it off before the end though like we the, they don't need to yeah. the teenagers to watch the the, the twist but yeah, the everything ending. before then yeah. right yeah the ending was a bummer but yeah anyway third, I, i'm glad we're on the same page two yeah. thirds of the movie are so good and like a really good insight and then the third act is yeah. like oh, wow okay so we get to the party and wow. uh they they're collecting all the checks and ivana trump is like mentioned a couple times which is sort of funny and that was hilarious yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, and so we get Fran's grand entrance. She's the lady in red. Everyone else is wearing wearing tan, and she's got the sparkly red dress. She looks amazing, and that's one of the other kind of tr uh, trademarks of the show was that Fran Drescher would bring in designers, uh, and particularly Todd Oldman was a favorite of hers, and uh, he had, he had just barely started becoming. Uh, you know, a name, and she, I think she uh, wore tons of his clothes on the show. Yeah. yeah. And, cool. uh, and uh, I mean, there's always, it's always kind of ridiculous that this, like, this nanny, is <laughs> you know, designer fashion dresses, but yeah, you know, they always make kind of a funny excuse for, uh, like, here that it's her cousin who's Miss Rhode Island in 1989. <laughs> yeah and i was like that was a very good year <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean wouldn't you say that larry that the fashion was, was, was a real standout oh. oh yeah the fashion is is like a staple of the show is getting to see you know just what kind of like amazing outfits fran is just walking around in that day uh and yeah. she would, usually would go through several in a single episode you get like a lot of different looks if there's an occasion there's a look if she you know 
if she's just walking around doing her job, she has like this really fabulous look. Um, so certainly, yes, her fashion was part of what really made the nanny, along yeah. with her hair, everything, the whole, the whole look. Well, and so then the, the kids come down and you, I really like Grace. When she says, uh, she says, uh, do you like my party dress, Dad? 75%, Loman, 75% off. <laughs> yes. She'll never shop retail again. <laughs> yes. Which I thought was funny. And, and then you get the introduction of Maggie, and she looks beautiful and great. And I, <laughs> I also love the line when Fred says to Cece, don't worry about me. I've been in my share, fair share of affairs. My Uncle Jack threw a weekend bar mitzvah with a Star Trek theme. They're still talking about it. Yeah. So, and she says, what could possibly go wrong when you put a father together with his children? So again, that's bringing in some of that heart. Yeah. I think is right. what makes the show work. And that's when we, the Mr. Sheffield freaks out because he sees Maggie kissing. I, which I, I have to say, I'm 14, um, especially <laughs> yes. like to go from like whatever is happening at the party to like kissing in one party, like that is a lot, I feel like. Maybe I'm just very conservative. But... No, it was a lot. And I actually thought the dress was a little, it, for the, I mean, for the age. Her, her for the age it was a little much and it was so dated i mean i know it was in 90s but that's you know. true <laughs> yeah but, it definitely you know, gives you like 80s prom marsden i mean that's yeah. cool that's fun too right the james marsden like little baby james marsden oh i didn't even realize that that's funny <laughs> yes i was like i know him going from uh fran fine to sonic the hedgehog <laughs> He never gets the girl for for. <laughs> oh, I definitely twenty seven dresses. He does. <laughs> That's true. I know, but his girl even kills him in X Men. Like he, he yeah. really, really doesn't get the girl there either. She's um, killing him off. So. In the uh, notebook. Oh, yeah, <laughs> notebook. Yeah. Oh, so attractive too to not be the actual love interest. What a sad thing. And actually, cute. a nice person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I agree. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm, well, I'm pretty like prudish, I guess you would say. So I'm thirsty online, but it's just a persona, <laughs> y'all. When uh, it comes to my real life, six feet away is pretty much the norm. Um, so maybe <laughs> it's what it is. I mean, I. I I guess I forgot because I forget that she's 14 because she doesn't, I don't know, she doesn't look older per se, but she also doesn't, I don't know, I, I'm bad at gauging children's age, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So I'm just like, I kind of forget that she's 14 and then, yeah, especially with how repressed she is. It's not mm -hmm. like a friend. 14 year old you know where you would kind mm -hmm. of expect it and not really think twice about her going out back and kissing some guy but yeah with this like repressed really yeah. like buttoned up 14 year old having one day with Fran get him yeah. kissing some guy out back 
that's what I felt too. I'm like, there's no way I would be so embarrassed. <laughs> She's just, I mean, I love, again, I love that the entire episode just really shows you the difference in culture and their upbringing yeah. and background where it's just so nonchalant to her of like, what? Like, yeah, of course. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so, yeah, he, so Mr. Sheffield freaks out and he said, you know, and she fires Fran. She says, you know, that if, 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 if she uh, was my daughter, then she wouldn't be up there crying on what should be a very exciting moment, life moment. And so, yeah, you see that difference. And, and then you basically have Niles giving him a sandwich and telling him like he was being stupid yeah. and <laughs> you get my favorite well this is we're, well we, we get my favorite line from niles of the whole episode which we'll talk we'll talk about that in a minute but i love when he's like i drove miss babcock home and called betty ford they'll pick her up in the morning <laughs> <laughs> i think that's hilarious <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, so then we get to to Fran's house apartment, and I, <laughs> there's so many things again, more iconic things like the fact that uh, <laughs> that they have Malamars, which are only available in in up in upstate uh, New York. Yeah. I don't know why, or in in uh, New England, and I don't know why they're made by Nabisco. I don't understand why they <laughs> like what. <laughs> And they are the best cookie. They You're are just like just give them to the rest of us. Like, come on, Nabisco. Yeah, so weird. And but they're really they are quite quite yummy. And that you get introduced to her mother, played by Renee Taylor. Yes, and oh, yeah, I love her. Me too. She's the best. And uh, and also I just love the plastic on the furniture. Yes. <laughs> Do you guys know anyone who's ever done that? I can't think of anyone in my life that I've ever been to their house and they had plastic furniture. There was, the I did. I did when I was young. I'm trying to remember who it was. It was a family member, but they don't do it anymore. So it was just yeah. when I was young, there was plastic on the furniture that was like, what? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's even more absurd. I don't know. It's pretty absurd because I've also had family members who have the pretty much you're not allowed in here room like uh, yeah they had, like the the regular living room that had the tv in it and then we had the yeah. second living room that was just literally my one aunt had like white carpet there was so much white and you're just pretty much were not allowed in there and i'm just like what's the point of this room like who cares <laughs> the formal living room Is yeah that the formal it? living room and i'm just like oh my gosh like this yeah. well, who cares you all are never in here why do you have this buy this furniture to just yeah i know there's a Dust great collecting living yeah. room. There's a great bit by Ray Romano where he's talking about that. He says that that uh, that his mother has a china that is is for an occasion that has yet to happen. Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like she's like there's stuff in my mother's yeah. house who they're waiting for the Pope or Tony Danza. That's it. <laughs> Tony Danza. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> oh, and funny. yeah, that's a really actually a really funny comedy routine whatever comedy album yeah he's like he talks about his mother will chase you with a tupperware of food <laughs> he's like and he's like always stay one step above her so if you're he's like if you're a little bit hungry then say you're not hungry at all if you're a lot hungry say you're just a little bit hungry he's like and if you're not hungry at all you're gonna have to shoot her <laughs> Mrs. Romano, like, step away. 
the spaghetti. Uh, it's like my big fat Greek wedding, you know, yeah. like I'm not hungry or I don't eat meat. I give you lamb, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, she's a Tupperware ninja. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty funny, but anyway, yeah, I know. I, I, do, I definitely saw it on my mission when we would go knocking doors or whatever and you'd see these people's houses you'd see yeah the 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 special room yeah <laughs> and, the, and, uh, and with this kind of stuff it's just like oh my gosh the heat though the summers would just be so unbearable oh, yeah. with somebody your parents putting plastic on the couch yeah and your legs would stick to it yeah <laughs> that's the worst oh, yeah. yes um, but uh and her it becomes a thing a recurring thing through the through the series is that her mother is obsessed with food and she says that uh, your father and i have based our entire relationship around food everything else <laughs> like, fades yeah but. everything else fades and i was reading that i guess at one point renee taylor had gained like 50 pounds for being on the show oh my god really? <laughs> so much because oh no <laughs> because whenever you have to eat yeah on set for anything you have to eat it like multiple times yeah, like right. i don't think they do that many takes for this kind of show but nevertheless like you, every time you're on camera yeah. you're eating <laughs> every yeah. time you're on camera and yeah. so it's not even just the one time that she's eating it i mean oh it's not a one take show so yeah that's why it, if you watch most most scenes in most stuff when they're actually eating you'll notice that the people are just kind of moving stuff around the plate yeah. they're not actually eating uh and right. because they end up like throwing up because it's just because they have to just eat i was gonna say this show i mean sometimes she'll grab it and walk off camera like she'll yeah. just throughout the series but the problem i think is they they weren't really allowed to do that much because she's always grabbing like a pastry or you yeah. know what i mean she's always grabbing something small that you could just stick in your mouth right there <laughs> right. so there's no escape for for renee taylor on the show that's probably why she gained weight it was yeah. always some sort of little thing that she would grab to eat um and as i said sometimes she would grab a plate and like shuffle away but uh, no. she, she, there wasn't much reprieve for her it wasn't yeah. a plate of food that right. she could fake it <laughs> and sometimes she'd like steal food from pe other people were eating yeah. it and she would grab it from them and <laughs> yeah. so it becomes a thing and it's oh. funny yeah i have to say that sylvia is like my unsung hero of the show i just yeah. love sylvia on this show yes. <laughs> and i love it i just love like <laughs> you know in one of the later episodes where she just like sticks her head in and i forget what food it is but she's like do i smell pastries and yeah. i was like no could i <laughs> and it just I, is yeah. so good like her constantly <laughs> And, and I remember in one later episode, um, somebody tries to take the food from, oh, Fran, I think, tries to grab something, or they go for this, oh, they go for the same pastry. And her mom, they're just screaming, and her mom's like, I'll kill you! And just <laughs> like, just, uh, I think she's so great, and yeah. I love Sylvia throughout the entire show. She's she's great yeah really yeah. funny and especially once they enter they introduce her mother the oh, Yetta, played yeah, by yeah, Anne, yes. Margaret, <laughs> Anne morgan oh, so like she, she's hilarious oh and man I jokes that you could never get away with now. <laughs> <laughs> about, yeah. smoke, about smoking you would uh, never do that now but um 
but anyway, and you find out that that Brighton has been surprisingly attentive to Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I loved that. When you mentioned the joke earlier, I was like, I love the callback yeah. uh, that we get a little bit later in the episode. Right. Yeah. And, and and Mr. Sheffield says, you're like nobody else that I've ever met. So that's really, again, another theme of the show. So that's the pilot. They really pack quite a bit into a yeah. little 30-minute pilot, I think. And right. I think does, does she, she gets fired again, doesn't she, in this season? Like, I think, I don't, I know for sure she, like, gets pseudo-fired again. Yeah, uh, I think and so. Because in yeah. my head, I was thinking, I know uh, at one point, like, Brighton sticks up for her and takes the blame for her. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's like a shock. And in my head, I was thinking that's what happened in this pilot. Because it's been a while since I've watched it. So I was like, oh, no, she got fired for a completely different reason this time. <laughs> um, but, Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we're going to do our favorite Fran line and favorite Niles line. But if you want to do just your favorite line, that's fine with me too. You know, but I already kind of said what mine were, but my favorite Fran line is that uh, someday your, your father's going to be old and sick and you're going to want him to live with her. I think, and, and she delivers that so well and it's just so funny. Yeah. And then my favorite Niles line is the Betty Ford line. <laughs> yes, I agree. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh Niles is just so good <laughs> and it's so, a whole new spin now that I know he's not he's American I could have rewatched it so you know? good <laughs> so good that's the thing British actors they can do an American accent like no other but we struggle uh, us Americans yeah. we struggle to get that Brit accent down and he just nailed it like yeah. this is yeah. maybe one really of the good. best cases I've ever seen like it's so good mm-hmm yeah especially from arkansas he must have already had an accent to contend with to to begin so yeah well so this was really fun i really enjoyed talking about this with you guys because <laughs> i love this show so much and if you're listening let us know what you think of this pilot and what you think of the show and what you think of the podcast and uh, yeah we'll go forward i don't think we necessarily will review every single episode because that would take us like five years, years. but, yeah. <laughs> but uh we we can review a bunch and it'll be fun uh so good. yeah, yeah. So, so larry how can people follow you yeah so you can find me on youtube as well as twitter and instagram at lc screen talk as i alluded to earlier <laughs> um i mainly focus on films um and of course with all of these shutdowns and theaters closed i'll be doing a lot of uh different types of discussions on my mm-hmm. channel about films so it should be fun it's gonna be really fun and colleen where can people find you on t- on socials and all that fun stuff i am on instagram and on twitter as lily 44094 l-e-l-e 44094 and i am not in the movie business or in the movie critic business stuff, but i'm so glad i found you guys because i yeah, love listening yeah. to your stuff um but i'm kind of a pop culture freak and music fan and movie fan and tv fan just about everything so i'm like um a giant uh 
you know, I love these shows. I love the Brady Bunch, but my big music passion is Queen. So I have a variety of interests. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah. So, so we'll have <laughs> so. all of that in the description section. You can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and in Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. I, I, I reviewed the very strange new film Swallow this last week. It's so I'm trying to find, <laughs> find new films somehow to yeah. review. So there's stuff out there. So check that out and uh, and make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmark's Pod, Hallmark's Podcast, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and everywhere. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. And if you're listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We so appreciate it so much. We have our patron group, uh, which is really fun. Colleen can attest to that. Yes, and- <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and, and it's so needed right now. So please, 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 if you can at all, and then we also have our merch store, which we, I think I'm going to put some Fran cast merch on the merch store. So that'll yes. be exciting. So check it out. <laughs> check it out. And we'll have all that in the description section. So thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. And we will thank you. talk again next week or in the coming days. So that'll be great. And uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs>